Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. I am ensconced in a quiet corner of my apartment rather than in the studio this morning. Uh, lots of balls in the air, so to speak, at Shea Negler. But never miss out on chatting with you fine folks, Packers fans worldwide, because that's what we do here at Cheesehead TV. The league meetings are in full swing down in Florida. Um Cheesehead TV budget, not quite at a place where I can attend, so here I sit monitoring headlines and seeing the quotes coming out of uh, coaches' availability this morning. Mike Tomlin, God bless him, he wants to be an advocate for bringing back sudden death overtime, and I am here for it. It's absolutely absurd the way they've gone with overtime and the the absolute kind of blinded obsession with needing it to be fair. Everybody's got to get an ice cream. They've been playing for three hours. They've been playing forever. Just end the game. Sudden death was perfect. But then, you know, Brett Favre did Brett Favre things. He didn't get the ball back in a playoff and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And then Peter King went on a crusade. Now here we are with the most asinine overtime rules imaginable. Just go back to sudden death. Most players and coaches will tell you they just want to get the thing over with. It's absolutely absurd. Anyway, Mike Tomlin Stan sitting right here before you. Good morning to everybody in the comment section. Good to see everybody. Jadid, how are you doing? Thanks for checking it out. Jake, what moves do you think Green Bay makes for now? I think they'll still pick over things in free agency, although I think most of their energy will now be turned towards the draft. Um, I do think they'll keep monitoring the wide receiver situation, both in free agency and in potential trades, but um, I don't see any monster moves on the horizon. Now I say that and watch, they'll, uh, they'll make a huge splash as soon as I'm done going live here. But um, yeah, I think as Brian says, always monitoring, always in the conversation, but look, it, I know people are, nervous about the wide receiver spot and i understand it but it's not like they're bereft of talent you know let's kind of slow our roll there um they have to 
make whatever work with whatever they got, they will do so because they've got Aaron Rodgers. They've got Matt LaFleur. And I'm not saying they can just show up because that is far from the truth, as we all know. But um, this idea that they just don't have anything in the position is a bit silly. Uh, Sudden death rock, paper, scissors. Now, AZ Atheist, now you're talking. There you go. Donnie asks, DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett? Um, It's always a possibility. Like I said, they're going to be monitoring everything, but it really depends on the asking price. I can't imagine the Packers are going to give up a premium pick for either one of them. Um, I think they'd much rather use those selections on getting their own guy. But if there is a, a trade to be made and their Seahawks are amiable to a day three compensation, then possibly they talk. But um, I suspect the Seahawks will want a little bit more than the Packers would be willing to give up. But you never know. Sudden death doesn't fix anything. Lee, it absolutely fixes everything. It gets the game over with. Someone scores. Done. You're welcome. A.J. Brown would be a beast with 12. Agree with that, definitely. Uh, If Green Bay ends up winning it all in 2014, would McCarthy still be coaching Green Bay now? Oof, that is a great question, Phil. Now? Probably not. I bet Mike would have retired by now. (laughs) But I don't know, man. That's a very good question. Probably. I mean, he would have continued coaching past the time he did, most likely. But, like, now to this day, 2022, I'm not so sure. I think he'd be, probably be retired by now. Smallsish, thanks for the super chat. Just run the gosh darn ball. Hey, what a concept. I'm down with it. I like it. Mark, thank you for the super chat. Did you see Andrew Brandt dying on his sword and doubling down on the A-Rod deal being one year and wait for it, a trade? Is this your opinion, too? I don't think... I mean, the trade thing seems a little far-fetched, but Aaron revisiting whether he wants to retire or not at the end of the season, I understand that there's a two-year commitment here as far as the way the contract is laid out, but that doesn't stop Aaron Rodgers from, you know, having thoughts, right? That doesn't regulate his brain. If he gets to the end of the season and it's a grind and he's just like, "Mm, so sure about coming back for another year and he decides to retire, Could I see that? Yeah, of course I could see that. Do I think that's going to happen? No. But is it a possibility? Sure. Of course it is. And you're silly. Anybody would be silly to dismiss that possibility. Um, As far as like one year and they'll trade him, that now that feels far-fetched. But hey, I mean, how many freaking quarterbacks were on the move this offseason? It's kind of funny all the conversation we heard regarding Aaron Rodgers potentially ending up someplace else. And he's one of the few guys who stayed put. So many other quarterbacks kind of switch spots. So if this is a new era and guys have a little bit more leverage to force their way out and go where they want to go, then, you know, potentially. But I think if Aaron was going to make that move and make that power play, it would have been this offseason to go play with Hackett. But I think he recognizes his best shot for another ring and a big payday is in Green Bay. Jeezy Baby, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. Ted Thompson used to say it's not fantasy football, but I think it's starting to turn that way with all these trades. <laughs> nah, I mean, a little bit. But there's definitely more movement. It's been coming for a while. You know, there have been more player trades in the last, like, five, six years than there had been forever in the NFL. But, um, now Ted's still pretty spot on in that regard. Uh, what else we got, folks? What else we got? I respect Brant, but he definitely isn't willing to accept he was wrong after guaranteeing Rodgers was gone this year, LOL. Yeah, I mean, he's 
certainly been wrong about a few things, and not just when it comes to the Packers. He was adamant that Carson Wentz wasn't going to get traded, and then Wentz was traded. He owned up to that one, though. Um, now, clearly, with the Rodgers thing, hey, I thought Rodgers was gone, too. So much so that I promised my daughter a dog, and now I have to get her a dog because Aaron is back. You know, it's it was pretty clear that he was on his way out, and behind the scenes, obviously, the relationship between he and Brian and the organization in general has been repaired to a point where they're good to go. Um, yeah, I don't kill Andrew for that, though. Uh, hey, Brandy, how are you? Good morning. Nags, what can we expect from Stenovich? Same old same? I don't know about that. It'll be interesting to see what he kind of brings, right, to that the stew on offense, so to speak. Um, don't forget that he was already involved kind of tangentially when it came to suggesting plays, um, ideas, concepts, what have you. Um, even when, you know, Hackett and Getsy were still in town, uh, there were a number of times where they would have a successful player, what have you, and Matt would mention, you know, that's something, or Aaron would say it in his press conference, like that's something that Stenovich brought to us earlier in the week we thought we could try it out um you know everybody on the staff is always kind of looking at other teams tape and suggesting things um you know trying trying to find plays that they might be able to utilize or cannibalize etc i think stenovich has kind of been paved you know been ready for this for a while now and i don't think you'll see a drastic change but i do wonder if you'll maybe see a little bit more kind of the power trap game uh and when it comes to running the football they kind of got to some of it earlier last year, but I think the injuries along the offensive line kind of stymied what, you know, any kind of growth or change up there that they could really institute throughout the season because they were playing so many different guys and combinations and guys in different positions, et cetera. But I do hope that Senevich being in that room and in that mix does help a in the running game and B just to, maybe not an emphasis on the running game a little bit more, but does give them a little bit, bit of a more, more of a, physical attitude so to speak when it comes to the game plan jeff thanks to the super chat does goody still concentrate on packer people how much does that play into his decisions on draft day that's a good question something i'd love to ask goody about um i mean packer people was always kind of just a moniker that mike threw out there back in the day right there's certainly something to the idea that the packers whether it has been under ted or under brian do try to find guys who maybe not they don't label them packer people but do have a good makeup and good uh, kind of work ethic and guys who are all ball all the time and it's not to say they don't you know hate guys with personalities or anything like that but they have seemingly tried to find guys who are able to and like look you know you do play in green bay wisconsin does take a certain kind of individual to be kind of holed up in the fishbowl existence that is green bay and ensure that you know you you are fine with that you know ball is life kind of mentality um because there ain't, ain't much else to do up there in the old green bay wisconsin so i think it's more so that they want to find guys who are good teammates good people um it's not to say that they completely dismiss guys who have had incidents any kind of run-ins with the law or stuff in the locker room etc but it certainly is noted, and they certainly seem to have, you know, done everything they can to make sure that the guys they bring in are going to be of a type and are going to fit in the locker room. And we all know how precious that was to Ted. I think Ryan, at least in free agency, has shown a little bit more kind of flexibility there. But 
Um, yeah, I do think they, it's hard to pinpoint it, but I do think they, they like guys who have the ability to be blinded and just concentrate on ball. Keith some Nixon. Yes, Dennis, they uh, signed some free agency help over the week, or sorry, special teams help over the weekend in free agency. Uh, Nixon clearly has uh, experience with Rich Bisaccia and has played a bit from scrimmage, but he has played a ton of special teams. And you have to think Bisaccia most likely said, hey, let's go get this guy. You can help implement what I'm trying to do on teams. When will special teams start practicing? I expect a noticeable difference in its look. Mick, they'll start practicing when the rest of the team starts practicing. We haven't got an official off-season kind of schedule yet as far as like OTAs, minicamp, what have you. But I think they'll start to report for the off-season program in early April. Um, but that's not – they won't be practicing until, you know, weeks and weeks in. Got to get back to the Packers sweep play. Now you're talking. Uh what does Nixon have in common with Snoop Dogg? He's related to him, I believe. Um, I can't remember. I think he's his nephew or something like that. I don't know. Corey was very excited. I don't know if you saw Banky's tweet. I know Corey was very excited at the Snoop Dogg connection. Although I believe Snoop Dogg is a Steelers fan. So I don't think he's going to get on board with the green and gold. Mm. Michael, do I think Green Bay emphasizes speed in this draft? Probably no more so than they usually do. They like big guys. They like them rugged. They like you know, tall, built dudes who can withstand a, a hit or two in the cold months of November and December in Green Bay, Wisconsin, for whatever reason. And I'm not the advocate here. I'm not the one saying, uh, you know, this is how they should do it. I'm just saying this is how they do it. They have always, always favored the bigger, stronger, especially at receiver. But just, you know, they, it's the quick, diminutive, like darting, shifty guys never been their thing and you know obviously they hit on mvs on a day three pick but for the most part it's not speed has just not been something they covet now they will say otherwise and they will always we're always looking for speed and blah 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 and i understand it of course you are but when push comes to shove and it's time to put the card in in the draft they almost always go for the all-around athlete who's bigger and stronger over speedier and look at times, it can get frustrating, especially when you see teams that are kind of littered with speed, right? And it's so noticeable. It kind of jumps off the screen when teams are kind of way faster than the Packers. And it can get frustrating. But the Packers have won a boatload of fucking games with their philosophy. So, you know, I, as a fan sitting outside, I can definitely get frustrated by it. But it's not like I can sit here and say they don't know what they're doing because they certainly have found oodles and oodles of talent throughout the draft with their philosophy. Timbo, thanks for the super chat. I hope Packers learn from Adams. Don't mess around with extending players. On the side note, NFL front office must be happy with all the big offseason moves. Oh, the NFL has got to love the headlines, definitely. The news generation is off the charts. I mean, phenomenal stuff. No doubt about it, keeping them in the headlines, even when other stuff is going on in other leagues and other sports. doesn't matter. NFL is king. And they're not even playing games. So, yeah, no question about it. As far as the Adams thing, I think it's a pretty particular scenario. I don't know how many times you're going to be on third contract negotiations with a future Hall of Famer in your life or in the life of your franchise, you know. Yeah, there, there's definitely a case to be made. It was funny. I was going back and watching because I am a total sad nerd. Uh, 
watching some of Brian's press conferences from last summer. And I was initially watching because I was trying to find something he said um, in regards to Rogers. But then there was a point where I actually, I asked him about Devante. Uh, I think it was the day after or the day of the report coming out that contract negotiations had been broken off and, Brian made it very clear how important Devante was for the fu- in the future and how important it was to keep him around and so much for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is interesting. It is the one thing I really want to ask Brian about, you know, or Russ, but they don't ever make Russ available. This idea of completely changing how they handle the salary cap yet sticking and adhering to their principle of never guaranteeing money past the signing bonus. Um, even for a you know, future Hall of Famer like Devante. And I understand he's older. I understand, you know, handing all that to a 30-year-old wide receiver is a bit daunting. But, man, I don't know. Seems like if there is an exception to be made, Devante should have been it. Ben, thanks for the Super Chat. Morning, Nags. My song for today is Times Like These by Foo Fighters. Would love a couple of young, talented wide receivers in the draft reloading and going again. Yeah, there's no doubt there will be at least one wide receiver selected in this draft. If there's not, I'll get my daughter another dog. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, But I will be shocked if they don't get at least one wide receiver. Possibly two. You never know. But, you know, again... You guys will get sick of me saying this. Got 31 days to go till the NFL draft, people. And I'm probably going to have to say this every single day, but it depends on how the board falls. You don't just take a position to take it. You know, if you've got a highly rated linebacker and a poorly rated wide receiver, but you've only taken one wide receiver, well, we've got to get that wide receiver. No, you take the linebacker. That's how you build a good team. What's we got? We got Sammy. Thanks for the Super Chat. Who would you like the Packers to go after in the draft? Me, personally, I would like Velas Jones Jr. I think he could be a day three pick, and he did good at Tennessee. I mean, you guys know my thing. When I'm Fine player. Did very well at Tennessee. Doesn't mean anything in the NFL. Once you get to the NFL and you're playing against NFL competition, it is a whole new world. Now, that doesn't mean he couldn't be a good player or a good pick for the Packers. He absolutely could. But, um... Yeah, I did, the the projection of the player is the most important part and the most tricky part and the thing where the rubber meets the road when it comes to the personnel group. That's what they get paid the big bucks for. Do I think Merciless is in the Packers' plans? That's a very good question. I hope so. I really liked what he gave them uh, for the limited amount of time we got to see him in a Packers uniform last year. Now, who knows where he is with that triceps i know he came back at you know and was available at the end there at the playoff game but you never really know where guys are at injury wise when they're coming off an injury like that i would hope so um the problem i think would be you know this this emphasis they have to have on improving special teams is merciless going to play on teams because otherwise he's just a rotational guy who's going to give you like 12 15 snaps a game and take up a roster spot so that might be a bit tricky um, but I really hope they I figure out a way because I, like I said, I really liked him in this defense and um, really gave them some pop there at outside backer, a position where, let's face it, they need some depth. There's no doubt. Deshaun Perry, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. 12 going to miss 17, but as a competitor, I feel like 12 is going to feed off people doubting him. Could have a better season than people think. Yeah, I could not agree more. Absolutely a thousand percent agreed. I think 
uh, he and Matt are going to relish producing on offense without Devonte and Aaron in particular showing folks that, you know, he can distribute it and move the offense and be efficient. And everyone who's been talking about how he only throws to Devonte, zeros in on Devonte, he's going to show everybody that, you know, fine, I can do it another way too. I totally do not uh, doubt that for a second. <laughs> Brandy, just keep in mind during the draft, we have Kenny. The rest is just foo-foo. I love it. Um, Larry, that's a question. Any current Packers wide receiver going to step up and blow our minds this year? I don't know about blow your minds, but I think Amari Rogers is going to shut a lot of people up. Man, I, I said it last week. The slander this kid is getting is just ridiculous. Um, I think he will be a pleasant surprise to some naysaying Packers fan. Let's put it that way. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day. Oh, Aaron. He's got a last-second super chat here. What's up, man? Did Devontae and the rest of the receiving core last season keep Amari from snaps? Do you think he will be ready to produce this year? I was just talking about Aaron. Yes to your first question. 1,000% would have been more involved if they don't trade for Randall Cobb. There is zero doubt about that. Um, but, yeah, there's you know the way the thing shook out depth chart-wise, just wasn't a lot to go around for him. And I think this year, because Devontae is gone and because they'll be having – Quite a different approach on offense. I think he will see more snaps and he will be productive. All right. Thanks, everybody. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go. Uh -huh.